Local sports, national sports. The GCAT has got you covered. Oh, you made a wise choice, my friend. Time to tee it up and let it fly. It's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Hola, amigos. It is Friday the 13th. We'll have a little fun with that as it's one of our questions of the day. Plus, we got a couple of ways for you to get involved in the show. A fun lineup of guests. And more importantly, of course, your phone calls. Happy that you can join us. As always, you can do so via the social media way at ESPN Radio NOLA. And you can give us a buzz at ESPN's phone line, Indeed, who isn't looking forward to the weekend? Always a pleasure to chat with you folks. You know what? It's nice. It's about, uh, I don't know, three, four stoplights from where I'm at. Saints training facility. It's rookie minicamp. It's off and running. It is underway. We'll talk a little bit about that here as well. Sir Lawrence of the Holder will join us. Covers the Saints and the NFL for the Athletic. Ralph Marlborough normally on Wednesday at a meeting. So he's going to join us today. Give his thoughts on the schedule. It's now officially released for everybody. Your thoughts. And if you had a day to kind of ponder on it. I know I had a handful of takes yesterday. I had to calm down the intern. Scott Craig from Katie's. Chef Scott, a little nervous about injuries. A little nervous about what we're going to get for Michael Thomas. What are we going to get from... Jameis Winston. We're gonna, you could apply that to everybody, though, is what I said. And I was kind of making my thoughts and observations yesterday based off of what I think is going to happen. And, and, you know, in a perfect world in terms of no one's injured. Everybody's ready to go because that's how you have to look at it because you don't know. You don't know who's going to get suspended. You don't know anything until, you know, Comrade Goodell lets you know. And it's not just the Saints that will be dealing with possible suspensions for Marcus Mays, uh, Alvin Kamara. Look, bottom line, you saw what happened yesterday. Jerry Judy arrested for domestic uh, violence. He's been released today, but he's been arrested. So you have to imagine now the Broncos, maybe without him, two, four, six. I don't know. But point is, you, you, you don't know. And again, before that, earlier in the day yesterday, they were a Super Bowl favorite. So, again, I understand injuries happen. I understand people get in trouble, and the commissioner may... Levy some situations and some punishment. I, I, I get that. I'm saying if everyone is good to go, day one, week one, building in, by the way, possible injuries and things. I, I just, I still feel the New Orleans Saints are one of the seven best teams in the NFC. Seven gets you into the postseason. I think they are my favorite to win the division. I know the Bucks won it last year. Congratulations. Still didn't beat the Saints in a regular season. Well, that's never just going to be the case every single year, Gus. I get it. I understand. Point is, you know stepping on the field, you can compete with them. And it's what I was saying this morning. Scott Prather comes on our show from ESPN Lafayette on Wednesdays. Uh, I go on his show on Friday mornings. And that's what I, I, I said it boils down to very, very simply this. Does your team have a chance to compete and win every single time they take to the field? Like, that's the pinnacle, right? Obviously, the best case, or I guess the pinnacle, the summit of that thought would be that they're going to win every single time they're going to take the field. I give a case in point, like, say, Bama. For the most part, Alabama enters the season likely looking to maybe lose a game. Like, they lose two, it's something's wrong, right? I mean, that's what I'm getting at. So that very rare instances in teams, Ohio State, like your teams that play in certain conferences where it's basically a game or two they got to play. Every year that's difficult. 
that's in college football, but in pro sports, that's not the case. Very rarely do you have an undefeated season, a two-loss team, things of that nature. The AFC is uber competitive. I don't see anybody losing two games in the AFC. In the NFC, not as competitive. Lost a couple of quarterbacks that went over to the AFC, Russell Wilson being one. And, you know, again, don't know what some of the strengths are going to be. But, you know, remember, look, Arizona's going to be without their top receiver as well for a six-game suspension. Of course, you know he will be back, of course, for the Saints game in Week 7. But the point is that that's going to be something that the Cardinals have to do without, just like the Saints have to do without. Um Alvin Kamara, perhaps. I, and you don't know. We, we, I was, most people were probably for sure Marshawn Lattimore was going to be suspended. Never did. Deontay Hardy <laughs> didn't get suspended until the latter part of the season. So when you look at all of that, that's why I'm just looking at the season and looking how it's starting, looking how you're starting with different teams as to why I'm, I'm okay and confident in thinking that this team can, can play. That's just me. But I'd love to get your thoughts after having an evening, an afternoon, maybe some buddies, maybe some beverages that you've talked about it and thought about it. I'd love to know what you think. Um, about the schedule, I've seen some people tweet they think it's hard. Um, some are still nervous about the, the cold weather. Others, again, can't get past the thought of they don't know what they're going to have with certain players and coming back. And I get that. So I'll, I'll hear you out. But Larry at 12.15, Ralph Marlboro at 12.30, Ralph, um, I, I, I wonder how he's feeling. Because, again, he was a little nervous most of the offseason, actually about over two-thirds of the offseason. Now that we know the schedule, now that we know essentially the team's composition for some aspect of it, maybe we don't know another backup running back just yet. They tried for Sonny Michelle. He signed with the Dolphins. I get all of that. But we can discuss that with him. Uh, Rafael Esparza at 115, Mr. Vegas at 215, Marlon Favorite, and at 230, Leo Haggerty. The rest of the way to your phone calls. We'll mix them in. And again, if you have anything for any of our guests, tweet at us at ESPN Radio Nola, and I'll pass it along to him here as well. But I do want to touch on this because again, I, I, again, we're looking at the schedule just like everyone else is looking at the schedule. And what I do find interesting is I'm sitting there this morning doing a little cardio at the gym and guess what I see? Guess what I see? The team that's <clears throat> favored to win the NFC South, I'm looking at it right now. Um, it's on SportsCenter. They're, they're redoing it. Todd Bowles beginning the first season as Buccaneers head coach. And you know what they're, they're discussing right now? They have the fourth toughest schedule, by the way, in the NFL. Saints eighth. And I'm reading the graphic and the graphic is, could the Buccaneers start 0-4? You remember that, uh, was it Mike? Who was it? Sean Michaels? Or one of those, I think it was the Falcon sideline reporter that did the, the song, Owen the Saints start 0-4 when they started 0-4. But they, they love that. Huh? I mean, you know, when the Saints actually didn't win, because they primarily do, and that's what the Falcons do. But anyway, yeah, I mean, I'm just telling you, again, you know, Mr. Intern yesterday. We'll speak with him at 1245. He shows up for one day and the next day I don't get to see him. But anyway. I mean, he was all panicky. John 4K too. They're going to circle that game. Why aren't you circling it? So what if they circle? They can circle all they want. That's a them problem. They have to get over it. It's their mental thing they got to get over. Not the Saints. But how, How does that affect the Saints? That somebody in the Tampa Bay locker room... Grabs a Sharpie and goes, oh, I'm circling this game. They got to worry about the Cowboys to start the season. Sunday night game. Then they got the Saints, and then they got the Packers the next week and the Chiefs the following week. That's their first four games. So, yeah, ESPN, their panel of analysts on first take. Could the Bucks start 0-4? I mean, that's, again, that's what I'm, guess what I'm getting at, though. This says, Tampa Tom, everybody's back. They're not saying, hey, we're going to see how strong they are. 
This is a chance for them to show what... No, they, literally the graphic. Could they start 0-4? They're doubting. There's doubt there. Against the team that should... And that's what I'm saying when I looked at the schedule yesterday. Look at it. I will take the Falcons, the Kitty Cats, and the Yuccaneers at home. And Kirk Cousins and the Vikings. I understand Kirk Cousins in the playoff game went, you know, flipping Tom Brady... In that one game, Sean Payton's game plan, that game was terrible. Anyway, I don't get to get into that. The point is, that's your first four. Marcus Mario, you know what 92-9 the game in Atlanta tweeted this morning? I, I sent it to the graph this morning. He loves Atlanta Sports Talk Radio and their panic mode. Their question of the day, you know how we like to do questions of the day? Their question of the day, I kid you not, I'll pull it up so I can read it accurately. Based on the Falcons' 2022 schedule, when do you think it's most likely to give Desmond Ritter his first career start? That's where they are. May 13th, one day after the schedule. When's the rookie quarterback going to get his first start? That's where they are. You, You scared? I mean, that's where they are. Second games, Tampa, ESPN. Could they start 0-4? The Cowboys, the Saints, the Packers, the Chiefs. How many games do they win? And the Kitty Cats. You know what the Kitty Cats are are worried about? Apparently. Let me tell you where the Kitty Cats are. It's our lead today. Time now for the lead. The lead. The lead. The lead. Here's what's topping our headlines on the Sports Hangover. All right, now look, I'm just telling you, this is where it is. This is front office sports. Everyone's picked up on this. Whether it's accurate, whether it's not, I don't know. I'm just telling you it's a report. That's what's out there, and everyone's talking about it, so I'm going to bring it to your attention. But based on front office sports, headline, Carolina Panthers eyeing Super Bowl winning coach Sean Payton. That's what's happening in Carolina, by the way. The article goes on to say Matt Rule's entering his third season and there, there could be a chatter out there. But they could be waiting for the 58-year-old Peyton. Now, he currently has TV offers from Amazon and Fox Sports, apparently on a podcast with Morton Anderson, a former Saints kicker and Hall of Famer. That announcement on the network apparently is coming soon, days away. Probably find out next week. But, again... If he does come in, he's currently under contract with the Saints. It'll cost a first round or second round pick. But I'm just telling you that that's the report. And look, I'm just saying it now. Expect this throughout the season. You had that while he was here as well anyway. But that's going to be like that. You're going to hear it, right? This team could be looking to do this. This team could be looking at Sean Payton. Great. Fantastic. But it did lead me to ask you a question of the day. We got a few today. And one of them is a poll question. Which team would Sean have to go to for you to be, or for him to be like a Nick Saban and the LSU fans situation? You know what I'm talking about. I deal with it with my wife and everybody else. I hate Nick Saban. Why do you hate Nick Saban? I, I still don't know why LSU fans cannot stand Nick Saban other than they beat him for a while, meaning the Tide. But, like, before that, like, they hated him because he took the job. Again, he left for Miami after winning a national championship for you and setting the program forward, got facilities built for you, like, literally handed Les Miles a much better program. LSU fans can't stand him. Now, if you want to say you can't stand him now because he's won national championships and beaten you for a while, sure. But I'll never forget that day. I was in the Saints facility waiting for the post-practice presser. And I mean, gifs of him with bags of money. I mean, they just couldn't stand it. Still, years, can't stand Nick Saban. Bleep Nick Saban. I mean, I just, again, I don't get it. But, you know, fans are fans. But I'm asking you, is is there a team? Is is it the obvious? Could you imagine him coaching the Falcons? 
Like, does that thought even turn your stomach? 60% of you already say it is the Falcons. Only 10% so far would be bothered if he coached the Panthers, 0% the Bucks, and 30% dead to me, if not in the black and gold. <laughs> okay, so no matter what he does, no matter what he does, Sean Payton, the man that brought you a Super Bowl, he's dead to you. <laughs> At ESPN Radio, Noel, if you like to chime in on that conversation here as well, do so. It's fun, and I'll give you the other question of the day here shortly. Larry Holder, the Athletic, is next on your home for Pelicans basketball, ESPN New Orleans. This is Beth and Rusty from Terrebonne Ford. We have big news, people. This is your last chance to order a new 2022 Ford F-150. Our auto banks close Friday, May 13th. But we have you covered at Terrebonne Ford. Come get the deal you deserve. Order a new 2022 Ford F-150 and get 1000 auto bonus cash. Plus an additional $1,000 accessory allowance. Then choose the color, trim, and options you want. That's right. Get your new Ford F-150 the way you want it and lock in your spot in the building process so order your new f-150 now and take advantage of 1,000 order bonus cash and 1,000 accessory allowance but hurry our order banks close friday may 13th order online at terraboneford.com or come see us at terrabone ford in homa because terrabone ford delivers with the purchase of a new 2022 f-150 with eligible accessories and 513 22 with tax title and installation not available with some other offer detail for details time is money don't waste both running around looking for filters batteries and belt sand related items fleet supply warehouse delivers fleet supply offers daily scheduled delivery including bayou lafouche new orleans morgan city new iberia lafayette thibodeau baton rouge the north shore plus the river parishes too automotive lawn equipment agricultural marine or industrial fleet supply warehouse 985-868-0430 venture boulevard homa Thibodeau Regional, again acknowledged for delivering an outstanding patient experience by health grades. While we may be the recipient of the award, our patients are the real winners because you can have confidence in the quality of care you'll receive. Thibodeau Regional Health System, proud to be among the top 10% of hospitals in the nation and the only hospital in Louisiana recognized by health grades for providing an outstanding patient experience 14 years in a row. Now back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. At Larry Holder is the way to follow. Son Lawrence of the Holder from The Athletic covers the NFL, the Saints, and pretty much anything else. He is the columnist extraordinaire, and I'm lucky to call him my friend. How, do, how was that? Is, that? is that a nice intro? Is that good? I mean, lo- I like the last line, lucky okay. yeah. call uh, each other friend. <laughs> See, I'm, but I'm including that. I'm saying I'm lucky to have you as my friend. Well, I like I, that. I appreciate that, and I also did this that on a, purpose. Yeah, something weird must be going on today. Probably. It, it, look at you. See? See, this is why we're a good team together, because I used the word lucky, and then you kind of referenced it, too, because it is Friday the 13th, and it is one of my questions of the day. I'm going to pose it to you. We'll have a little fun to start off. What is the most horrific or bad luck thing to have happened to the Saints or Pelicans? And what's your biggest superstition to make sure they win a game? The second part you ain't got to worry about. I know you don't do that since you cover the teams. But what do you think would be the most horrific or bad luck thing to have happened to the Saints and Pels? I mean, are we are, – are, how can Nola No Call not be number oh, one? Oh, there it is, Nola No Call. How can, okay. How can that not be number one? That's got to be. That's got to be number one through five, ten, twenty. <laughs> I don't know why Ricky Williams popped in my head. That was just that. That wasn't uh, bad luck. That was just stupidity. Well, horrific. I mean, <laughs> oh, horrific. Okay. Well, then, yeah. I mean, yeah. You 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 probably coined it as bad luck, but I mean, that was horrific. Yes, because that's uh, that 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 was pretty rough. But uh, no, uh, in terms of on field horror, I mean, the no call like it might be top. I mean, it's like top five all time in sports, in my opinion. <laughs> 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 you, have a, 
Yeah, I, I, I still think to this day, you know, and you know this, obviously, because we were covering it as it unfolded and took place on our show when we were together, the, you know, Bounty Gate situation, the suspension and all that. To, to this very second, there are Saves fans that absolutely are convinced the NFL hates the team, can't get over that, will never get over that. This is something like that, right, Larry? I think until people go six feet under, it, it they're, they're convinced a Super Bowl was stolen from them. Well, now that you mentioned uh, the bounty, mm-hmm. stolen, professionally speaking, that affected me and my professional career. That was the number one horror show because, as you remember, I mean, that's when uh, uh, we were doing some of that as we were still doing radio. And then yeah. uh, when I uh, – uh, became the the picking and beat writer. I, I jumped right on the bounty scandal, and I mean, I'm missing games because I'm standing outside of buildings waiting for Roger, De- uh, not even Roger Dell, Paul Tagliabue to come out and swap my recorder away. Not doesn't want to talk, and I'm no, that was and, and I, I didn't get in the the old sports uh, sports media business to cover daily yeah. court filings. Yeah. And that was. Uh, yeah. That was misery. It was, misery. wasn't it? It was terrible yes. when you look at it from that perspective. Um, so I got guys like Roy, Miami Dolphins super fan, saying the Saints are going four and whatever. I got Jordan, the intern, yesterday scared to death of the Buccaneers because they're going to circle the Saints and all that. I, I actually opened up the show yesterday in as good a spirits as ever. I mean, I'm talking like black and gold sunglasses, Larry. Me. I'm like, I couldn't have asked for a better start if I'm the Saints to start three games in a division. Two of them I think I have a better roster to. The second team that's going to come here in Tampa, I know I can play with at the very least, and I got a shot to go 3-0 and in the division and start my way towards a playoff spot. I like that start. I'm watching SportsCenter this morning. They're wondering if the Bucks are going to start 0-4. That's where they are. You know, I'm like, I, I kind of like the start. When you look at the schedule, what about that NFC South three three game start yeah that's pretty unique and uh it's i think it's actually uh you know it doesn't line up that way for every nfc south team but i think that's a good way for like like you said you know two and one you'd probably feel okay but i mean you're you're there's a viable chance you could go three and oh i mean i'm not i'm certainly not discounting that so i think that uh and that goes a long way when you're trying to even determine the right. division race. And, mm-hmm. uh, and so it, it's not just even those three games. I feel like the first five games set up favorable for the Saints. And I feel like that's kind of been the trend over the last couple of years, Gus, where the beginning part of the schedule, you're like, okay, I like where they're going with this. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I think that's, that's the way this one's lining up because I could almost look for, you know, after the Seahawks game. Yeah, it starts maybe an eight-game stretch where you're like, oh, I don't know if the Saints are going to win this one, or it's a toss-up, or it, it's, and then it lightens up again at the end. But still, there is a middle huge chunk, and all of this happens before they even have a bye. So mm-hmm. I feel like uh, they they've got to be able to take advantage uh, of a that original beginning three schedule with the NFC South. And then it would go Vikings in London and then Seahawks because then you run into the Bengals and then right. uh, it, it gets it gets to be – look, not all those teams are playoff teams, but you expect, like, the Ravens to be a challenge. You expect the Steelers to be a challenge. Yeah. And then you got Bengals, Cardinals, Ravens, Steelers, uh, uh, Rams. Rams, yeah, 49ers, Buccaneers. Buccaneers. Like Yep. Yeah, it's uh, it, it gets really tough, uh, just in terms of a lot of even matchups. Like you don't feel great about it, but you don't feel terrible about it. Yeah, no doubt. And, and again, the other thing that stood out to me here, I didn't mention or, or chat about yesterday. I'll ask your opinion. I'll speak with Larry Hold of the Athletic. They're gonna face some interesting quarterbacks. You know, um, mobile quarterbacks in Lamar Jackson, Kyler Murray. You know, those guys can throw. I mean, you got Burrow, of course. You have Stafford with the Rams, and let's see what he has there in that receiving core. You don't know. Um, 
obviously there's Brady, but what you're going to see either in Seattle and other stuff, but they're going to face some pretty interesting quarterbacks in a wide variety, although somewhat similar. You're going to see pocket passers, guys that can run. And look, I don't know. By the time they face Pittsburgh, Kenny Pickett might be playing. Yeah, and Kenny Pickett would be someone who you would probably, if you're preparing, I don't know if there's a major difference between him and Mitch Trubisky. Um, uh, you know, sorry, Jordan. Uh, Kenny Pickett's probably better. Uh, uh, sorry, Jordan, the intern. I know you. Does he still love Mitch Trubisky, or is this just a was it just Bears Mitch Trubisky? I, I he said yesterday if Trubisky gets benched for Pickett before the end of the season, then he's going to old yeller him, take him behind the shed, and he's, he'll be done with Mitch. Well. I would anticipate that happening sooner than later. So at least just do, do a paintball gun. I mean, you don't have to like, let's just, let's just go that route. But uh, the, the, it's, uh, yeah, at least you're going to have, uh, you're definitely going to have some, uh, you'll be ready for Lamar Jackson because you'll have already seen Skylar Murray, you know, so yeah. something like that. Uh, but it's, that's just kind of the way of the NFL. I mean, it's uh, quarterback league. The good teams have really good quarterbacks. Who knows if, say, Trey Lance is starting. Stay mm-hmm. for the 49ers by that point, uh, or because we don't even know if, how healthy even Jimmy Garoppolo would be, and do they want to turn the page? So definitely going to be some variety there. And that's how, you know, I'm wondering who are the Saints going to face in Week uh, One and Week Three? I mean, are they going to be facing Mariota, or are mm-hmm. they going to be facing Desmond, R- Desmond Ritter? And right. is Sam Darnold actually going to be the quarterback, or do the Panthers say, "Hey, let's"? Let's bring in Baker Mayfield, you know. So it's, I think there's uncertainty there, and so it's, uh, it's definitely going to be uh, some diverse quarterbacks you're going to be facing uh, throughout this season. Rookie minicamp starting this weekend. Access tomorrow. Imagine that even an open locker room. That's going to be weird uh, to get a chance to do that. But you know what? It's something that I'm prepared for. I know it's coming. It's already started. The report today. Panthers could be waiting for Sean Payton. Larry, we're probably going to get this bi-weekly, right? <laughs> Some team looking at Sean to go. It's another question of the day for us. If they're a team that would absolutely make Saints fans go LSU fan the way they are with Nick Saban. Do, do you think there is a team where Saints fans would would go the unforgivable route? Would it be the Falcons or just any team? 30% is anybody but the black and gold he's dead to them, which is crazy. Oh, it's definitely going to be the Cowboys. I mean, because that's Cowboys. been a long rumored one. Yeah, I think Cowboys. Hey, yeah, it's it's not even Atlanta. No, it'll be Dallas because that's the one that's been tied to it. So I think. And look, Saints. It's not like Saints fans love the Cowboys anyway. But still, I, I think there would be the most. It, it would be the most predictable, just because it's been connected so much. But still, I just think that the, because I don't. I don't think they're going to unload Arthur Smith yet. Um, and then look. Carolina, okay, yeah, it's fine. But, I mean, how much would they have to pay for it? So anyone in the division, I think the price would be astronomical. So I don't think yeah. that would ever happen. So, Plus, uh, I also – go ahead. Yeah, but, I, no, I think it's the Cowboys. I just think because of the connection there and it's been – look, the, the ties have been there for as long as Sean Payton has left yeah. Dallas. So I, I think uh, I think Saints fan would be uh, most pissed about a Cowboys reunion. The Panthers thing makes me laugh even more because I think if he's going to get back into it, I think one of the reasons he left is because he wants a a quicker than not chance to win. Larry Soul probably a team where, you know, it's like, you know, hey, they're a coach away or they haven't, you know, taken that next step. And obviously Dallas would be one. I mean, they blame the head coach for everything every single year. The, the one team that keeps constantly popping in my head that makes a lot of sense, young quarterback, They've made a ton of moves this offseason. They're going all in while he's still in that rookie contract. It's L.A. It's the Chargers. Now, if McVay steps out next year, could the Rams be? But the Rams don't have any capital and stuff like that. So Chargers, to me, make a ton of sense. Young team, young quarterback. I'm not sure about that head coach. You know what I'm saying, Larry? Might be one of those, hey, they went all in this year, and if they come up short and feel like that coach is a coach away, that's a team if I'm Sean, I'm in. I could see myself winning the AFC. I could see just even where the topic you were going to, and I thought Chargers right away, and then you had your explanation. I'm like, well, yep, 
Gus and I are in the same wavelength, which, uh, uh, hey, uh, yeah. sometimes it happens. So, <laughs> so, yeah, I think that would, uh, like that big market, the Chargers would want to compete because look, the Rams are the top stars now. I mean, they won the Super Bowl. Uh, and I'm sure Sean would love to work with Justin Herbert. Oh, and yeah. In so, L.A.? Yeah. In a billion-dollar yeah. stadium? Come on, dude. I mean, absolutely. There's absolutely. no doubt. No, so that, you know yeah, the that man. One makes, that, yeah, that one makes the most sense to me, uh, just because it would it would be more lined up. And then the Chargers say if they go ten and seven and miss the playoffs again, right. I might just be like, forget this. We're going yeah. to go get John. And then no doubt, would, uh, no doubt. And yeah. you don't have Jerry Jones, man. And it's not even Jerry. Steven, and you, I mean, like, you have other Joneses you have to deal with. You know what I'm saying? It's like, I, I just, there's still part of me. I understand to get along and I understand all of that, but I just think at, at the end of the day, the Deshaun that we kind of know, if you can get all of that stuff, the glory, the atmosphere, living in LA, you know, I, I just, to me, I, I could see Mrs. Peyton and Mr. Peyton enjoying Playing over there at a SoFi Stadium with Justin Herbert as your quarterback. Maybe he'll get his own uh, drama show, like oh, time, like on HBO. No yeah, yeah, no doubt. I think it could happen. Larry, appreciate the time as always, man. Enjoy the weekend. Hi, Goose. Good talking to you, brother. Sounds good. Feel like we could do that a while, huh? couldn't we? Well, that's why we did a show together for three years. <laughs> Larry Holder, the Athletic covers everything. At Larry Holder is the way to follow him over on Twitter. When we come back, Ralph Marlborough, we'll kind of delve a little deeper into what is he looking into with rookie minicamp here. I can't wait. I need photos. I need photos and videos of Olave catching it. I know he's in shorts, no shoulder pads, and no defenders. That's fine. It'll make me happy. So Sports Hangover and ESPN New Orleans. Since 1948, that's 74 years, Valerio Brothers has been in the commercial shrimping and fishing supply business. They carry a large selection of stainless steel shafts up to two and a half inches, but they can also order larger if you like. They also stock two, three, and four blade propellers up to 40 inches, a large selection of shaft couplings, single V struts, and stainless steel rudders. Now listen to this, Solario Brothers is now stocking rudder blades and rudder shafts so you can make your own rudder. Now carrying stainless steel plate pieces so you can make your own V-strut. A huge selection of stainless steel stern tubes, rudder and shaft shoes, fiberglass tubes, rudder ports, packing boxes, and dripless shaft seals. Stocking tiller arms and rubber cutlass bearings along with a big line of motor mounts. Visit Solario Brothers before the season. That's Solario Brothers, 894 Avenue A, West Wego. Visit their website at alariobros.com. Boats is a coming, their sails are inside. Shrimp boats is a coming, there's dancing tonight. Stop buying tickets without rewards and start getting more from the only ticketing company that rewards you for buying Vivid Seats. Buy 10 tickets, the 11th is on us. That's like 10% back every time you buy. And with 100% buyer guarantee and over 100 million tickets sold, that's something to sing, laugh, cheer, scream, buy about. Head to VividSeats.com for terms and conditions. Vivid Seats. Life happens live. Not just anybody can make the perfect Sazerac. And not just anybody can offer Louisiana's hospitality industry the perfect workers' comp coverage. The Louisiana Restaurant Association's SIF team knows what hospitality businesses need. We truly care about your team's safety and your success. Everybody who's anybody goes with LRA Workers' Comp. Ask around. In this business, word of mouth is everything. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Only one performance a day. Well, let's get this show on the road, eh? Now back to The Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. As always, appreciate the time. Mr. Ralph Marlboro at Saints Forecast. Gives us Saints Forecast the way I follow him on WWLTE.com also has his own web page. What's up, my friend? How are you? I'm good. Yes, I'm excited about the things attempting the bird song. I never heard of that until this week. I'm excited about it. Yes, the things need to complete the bird song. It's like the 70 stones for the, for Marvel, I think. 
You know, one of the things when I take a look at the schedule again, uh, I had uh, you know pick the spirits up of some people, including Jordan, the intern yesterday. He's he's afraid the Bucks are circling the Saints. I'm like, well, why can't you circle the Bucks? You know, I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean why, why does that scare me? That's a them problem. All this other stuff. But when you look at the schedule overall, though, I think if I'm the Saints, I like three teams in a division. I, I'm familiar with the stadiums, the locker room, the roster, their yep. coaches. Like, it couldn't have been better for me, especially since, Ralph, I believe, off the bus, off the plane, on the field, you're better than Atlanta and Carolina roster-wise. Now, whether or not you beat them, you got to win the game. But I'm just saying, knowing that, I like that. And Week 2 is a team that I know I can at least compete with. Like, that's all I can ask for that I can I, I, I can see three and oh. I'm not saying it's gonna happen, but that's a plausible three and oh. That's a lot better than starting out, you know, elsewhere. Oh well here's what my thing with the, the schedule is as I've as I've gotten older and you, and you look at it I, I know people are like, well you can't the schedule doesn't matter, you can't predict you don't know how the games are gonna go. And that's true to it that's true. But here's the thing that that I think you can hundred percent look at. You can look at the quarterbacks they play like <clears throat> Atlanta, Mariota, or, or Desmond Ritter? Yes, please. Tom Brady? See, this is, his, is Tommy's daddy. That's not a problem, right? Then you go week three, you got Sam Darnold or Matt Corral or Baker Mayfield. Then you go to London, you got Kirk Cousins. Then you come home, you get Seattle, you got Drew Locke or Geno Smith. Like, you can say whatever the, whatever you want about those teams. Those quarterbacks are not scary. Like, and, and two, three of those teams, have quarterback abject poverty, right? So, like, where you look at the Rams later, you know they're going to have they're going to staff or they're going to be good, right? They're going to be decent, right? So, I just look at the quarterbacks early in the year, Gus, and I think if me and you sat down and and, and the NFL was like, "Hey, guys, you get to make the same schedule," like, I think this is how I'd that's like that's how yeah. I've grown up the first five weeks. I think. I mean, maybe you slide in. Another team instead of instead instead of Brady mm-hmm. or Minnesota, but it's just about. I mean, like it doesn't guarantee the Saints will be five and zero. It doesn't guarantee sure. that. Sure, but like if you drew it up, like that's how you want to draw it up. That's what I'm it's saying. Like a chance to get off to a good start. And here's the other thing, Ralph. Along the lines of what you're talking about, quarterback, and we're going to get to quarterback on the Saints side because I feel that some trepidation for a lot of fans, including my intern, you know, and couple of people yesterday about what we're going to get from Jameis. I'm going to get to that in a sec. But along the lines of what you're saying with quarterbacks that the Saints will face, look, I understand we're going on if they're healthy. The word that everyone keeps saying is Peyton Turner spinning basically every day at the facility. That's a first-round draft pick last year that you essentially didn't have. You're getting a first-round draft pick back, all right, like Dennis Allen said, and Michael Thomas at receiver. You added one in this year's draft in Chris Salavi, but I'm sticking to the defensive line here. Davenport played well last year. He's here. You got Peyton Turner. You added some defensive players like the guy that you've been dreaming of in Tyron Matthew. Like, that's, that, like, they're going to get after some of these quarterbacks here, right? Listen, I'll do you one better with, with Marcus Davenport. And this is, this is courtesy of my co-host, Andrew Juge, is, Another reason why you should sign up and support our show is he, he grades the Saints film. He grades every player every week, like breaks it down better than almost PFF or anybody because Andrew's Saints fan, he understands their schemes. He understands what Dennis Allen wants to do. And he had Marcus Davenport, his MVP for the Saints. And Marcus Davenport, there were stretches last year, Gus, where he was incredible. And you would, and that's the thing. That's the reason why Marcus Davenport, why we call him Marcus two first. That's the reason he drives us crazy. Caesar Ruiz doesn't drive us crazy in the way Marcus Davenport does because we know Caesar Ruiz is terrible. Like, we don't care. Marcus Davenport, we've seen it. Like, we're like, God, if he could just give us one good, healthy year, Marcus, he could be 20 seconds. He could be dominant. And that's why he drives us nuts. Because we know how special that dude can be when he's healthy because we've seen it over and over again. And I'm telling you, this defense—you get a, you get 14 games out of Marcus Davenport. You get Tom Matthews that you got that Kansas City got the last three years. You get Peyton Turner. I get to eat quarterbacks, 
gold. It's right. going to be it's going to be amazing. And the, the thing is with Dennis Allen that people I think forget is that he is cutting edge of defense. Like he's a guy that like does the, they call it the big nickel where you where you play five and six defensive backs. And the thing is with the same defense, the secret sauce for the same defense. To explain it in a non like analytical coach speak way is they can play five and six defensive backs and they can still suffocate your run game with a pillow. Like mm-hmm. that's their secret sauce on defense, right? And they're gonna be able to still do that if they're healthy. They're gonna be they have potential to me to be incredible on defense in a in a way that is we'll look at it like if it wasn't the end of last year, we're like you won mm-hmm. a Super Bowl with this defense. And, and then I sound like, that's not going to change. Um, so I just look at this team. I'm excited about it. I think it's fun. I think their schedule set up great. And by the way, Gus, I'm just, just so people know, I have created a receipts, call, a receipts folder on my phone. All these draft names <laughs> with the Saints for trading up. And saying that they don't know what they're doing. I got screenshots. I got names. Nice. Let me tell you something. The Saints start. They, they don't even need to start out like four and one. They start out two and zero, oh, and Olave catches a couple of touchdowns. I got names. I got receipts, and I'm coming, boy. Can, can, can I add? Let me let me add you. let me add one for you, Roy, Miami Dolphins super fan, who sent me a a screenshot of the Saints schedule. <laughs> We're starting one and six, apparently, to him. Lost to Atlanta, lost to Tampa, lost to Carolina. We beat Minnesota, lose to Seattle, lose to Cincy, lose to Arizona, lose to Vegas, lose to Baltimore, lose to Pittsburgh, lose to the Rams, beat the Niners, lose to the Bucks, beat the Falcons, and lose to the Browns. That's his Saints schedule to me. So can you add Roy, Miami Dolphins super fan, to your list of receipts in your photo? I will send you the photo right now. We'll file it away. I got, I got, the, I got the podcast. I got one of the interns. There it is. There it is. Here's, I just another, here's another thing that was burning me. It's like I know people. Like there's a lot of people in Louisiana. They love Joe Burrow. Obviously, I love them. That was huge, greatest college football team ever. But they're like, oh my god, the Saints they play Cincinnati so hard. I know Cincinnati won the Super Bowl. I know Joe Burrow was amazing. Cincinnati was ten and freaking seven. Like, why am I supposed to be afraid of Cincinnati? They won three playoff games by like a combined 12 points or something you know and, and like here's the thing with Cincinnati though is they went to the Super Bowl not one expert or you know football savant or whatever I've never heard them say that's Zach Taylor he's an amazing coach like he's the next Sean Payton there was none of it it was like Joe Burrow dragged that sad franchise <laughs> right, isn't, right. That, isn't yeah. that amazing yeah no and, to your point and yeah, so here's the other thing, Ralph. Um, got about three and a half, four minutes here left with Ralph Marlboro Saints. Um, <coughs> yeah, podcast. Sorry, I think the thing that really gets me too, Ralph, is not gets me like in a bad way. I just and I understand, but the concern. Of, well, what are we going to get from Michael Thomas, and what kind of is this mind right and all this? I'm like, after the visit from Dennis Allen, you know, I've talked about this. He's been active on social media. We saw on an Instagram story. He's you know, there with Chris Olave, we already know there's a relationship there. The guy is half of what he was. He's better than anything they had last year. The number one thing that everybody says about Chris Olave, right? And I get it. With rookies, you never know. The learning curve, right, Ralph? The speed of the game and all that. But the one thing they talk about that guy is he runs NFL routes. That's already better than anybody they had last year because no one could run an NFL route. So you got two guys that can do that from that standpoint. And when it comes to Jameis Winston last night on the NFL Network, give me five seconds here. How are you feeling? Are you close to being 100% so you can win some more games this year? Coach, if you need me to strap it up right now, I'll be able to go. Oh, yes. (laughs) There it is. Jameis Winston to Mariucci last night. So here again, Ralph, if the guy is just what he did last year. I don't understand why people think the Saints offense is not going to do well. Yeah, like, the thing is with the Saints offense, they put health aside because you can't predict it. You sure. That, right. All, what the Saints need is Trevor Penning slash James, James Hurst to just be okay. At right. left right. If that happens, <laughs> the offense is going to be really, really good. And they don't even need 
Like, honest, obviously, you, if, if Trevor Penning, if they can plug him in and he's amazing, like, that's ideal. But if, like, they play James Hurst for six, seven weeks and it's kind of like, eh, Trevor Penning's taking a while, and then they sort of phase him in and, he, and, and he's playing it in October, November, and it's fine, it's okay, mm-hmm. the offense will be it's going to be good because, like you said, that Thomas, Olave, then, you know, suddenly then the receiving core, you have Thomas and Olave. Callaway's with three, Hardy's with four, Trey Kwan's with five. Like, that's a good receiving core. You got Kamara. You're still a black hole at tight end. But it doesn't, <laughs> doesn't matter as much if you got good receivers, right? But you know so, what? I was going to, not to interrupt you, but running short on time. If what about if because this is what I said yesterday because I was I was thinking the same thing with tight end and all that. Hopefully, you know, we get some catches out of it. But when, when it comes to Taysom Hill, what if they use him like Debo Samuel? In, in other words, like I'm not thinking of him as Kelsey or Tony Gonzalez, where he's going to be like a 60, 70 reception route running tight end. His strength is running over people, right, Ralph? Am I wrong? I mean, that's his strength. Get him the football. So maybe, maybe I can see him lined up in the slot or, you know, standing up at the tight end position and he comes with an end around and a handoff or literally hut, throw it to him and he takes a step backwards and gets it. Maybe he throws it from there. I don't, whatever. My point is, I think you can use him the way the 49ers were using Samuel and he's tough to sort of stop. The Falcons kind of used Pitts and, um, their guy yesterday, uh, last year. I can't think of his name. He was a receiver and converted him to running back. You know what I'm talking about? They used him like that. Yeah, no. The the ideal season for Taysom for me is like 45 catches. He runs about three plays a week at quarterback. So that's like three times. So let's say 55 plays at quarterback. But he scores like 10 or 12 touchdowns. You know why? Because he's a beast in the red zone. And every time the Saints get in the red zone or they have like a third or fourth and short, they're like, here comes Taysom Power. And guess what? It doesn't matter if you know it's coming. He's getting in. So that's to me, that's his ideal season. My biggest concern with Taysom is like he's over thirty, he's kind of fragile. But I do, I do, I do think your point up at tight end is it all comes down to Taysom and what he does. And that's the thing, like he doesn't need, like you said, he doesn't need to be, he doesn't need to be Travis Kelsey. He just needs to be. He needs to be where on short yardage. Right. He is a lock. And and red zone, he's an absolute animal where teams are like, Oh God, it's it's, it's, it's Saints are first and goal at the seven. That's what I that's what I'm saying, Ralph. That's what I'm saying, Ralph. You you, you need three yards or four yards, turn around three yards and just turn around. And then Mm -hmm. can James just hit hit him in the in the in the area. I mean, it's just can you just catch it? I mean, I that's literally like all I need him to do. And my my odds of him against a DB or a linebacker trying to bring him down, I I like him. You know, I mean, look, one of the things that Carmichael probably learned, and he did, and the Saints did back in their day, right? Eleven and thirteen and nine when that offense was flowing. Uh, was using matchups and trying to isolate and find yep. one-on-one matchups. And it's going to have to happen at some point when you spread teams out. So we'll see, Ralph. We can talk about this all day. We'll see what happens, obviously, during minicamp. And we'll talk again next week. Thank you for your time, bud. Enjoy the weekend. All right, guys. Have a weekend. At Saints Forecast is a way to give Ralph a follow. And, of course, WWLTV.com. They have their own page, the Saints Happy Hour Podcast. When we come back, we'll check in on the intern already taking a day off after showing up for one day. It's the Sports Hangover on ESPN New Orleans. It's time to have fun, so come on in. Come on in and win. It's magic. Cash magic. Come and feel the magic. Cash magic. Great news for our video poker players. Cash Magic LaRose has reopened. Yes, Cash Magic LaRose is open and bigger and better than ever in our brand new casino right here in LaRose on Highway 308. So come on in and win. You'll always be a VIP Cash Magic. Gambling problem 877770 stop. 
Spring is finally here. At Greg LeBlanc Toyota in Homa, we're ready with truckloads of fresh inventory arriving daily, plus fantastic deals like the all-new redesigned 2022 Toyota Tundra or the fuel-efficient class-leading MPG with Camry and Corolla. Greg LeBlanc Toyota is also giving you top dollar for your trade. Go ahead and shop the inventory online now at GregLeBlancToyota.com. These outstanding deals won't last long. Nope, Greg's got the deals. Shop South Hollywood Road. Homa. Delivery trucks rush all over town and sometimes cause king-size accidents. The King Firm has trial attorneys experienced at handling crashes involving delivery trucks. They can help fight for your medical bills, lost wages, and pain and suffering. Get the royal treatment you deserve when you ring the King. If you've been injured in a delivery truck accident, ring the King at 909-KING. As a leader in the oil and gas industry, Joe's Septic Contractors caters to oil field clients offering vacuum truck service for offshore tanks, vessels, or treatment plants containing sewage or gray water. Their rental department offers state-of-the-art offshore portable toilets, also holding tank rentals and portable hand-washing stations. Call Joe's Septic Contractors 24-7-985-632-5592 in Cutoff, Thibodeau, Fushaw, Abbeville, and Reserve, or visit their website at joesseptic at viscom.net. Phone. We want you to be on the show. Now back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengap. 800 998 at ESPN Radio. Nola got a pair of questions of the day. Jordan, the intern via Zoom, you showed up one day. One day, and we're, we're right back to uh, what was your, what's your excuse today? What's your excuse today? I have to. I have to mentally prepare for my graduation. Oh, there it is. If That's I'm going right. to be getting booed by yes. the dozen. Yeah. What, what time is this tomorrow? What time? Do- Jordan, good job. Uh, one day, and uh, apparently you somehow oh, come on. It's not you my cut fault. your own segment off. How, how did you do that? I, I don't know. It's just the magic of Zoom. I guess I, mean, I get that power. I have no idea um, what was heard or not. So the two questions of the day along the lines we talked about with Sean Payton. Yeah, the first one is what team would Sean have to go to for it to be like a Nick Saban and LSU fan situation? For answers that you could select the falcons panthers buccaneers or dead to me if not in the black and gold and leading the way at 60.7 percent is the atlanta falcons i can't believe anybody would vote dead to me Does, do you do you really think that there are some saints fans if he does get back into coaching they will feel about 30, whoever voted so far 30 not in the black and gold it's crazy to me 
Like you, like I don't know. I mean, I I think it's just time. If for- it's an NFC South team, if it's an NFC South team, then yeah, I think he's pretty much dead too. Man, what about the Cowboys? Yeah, he's like dead Larry. To me thinks, you think so? Yeah, because that, it, then all these rumors were right, and it just makes everyone. You know, it makes all the talking heads right, and so, I don't want them to be right. So the Super Bowl, the division championships, none of it matters anymore. N- none of it matters. That's incredible. That's incredible. Okay, all right. Second question of the day is: He was never. He was never on the field. That was Drew Brees that was on oh, the field making the plays. Well, guess what? You and half of the other Saints fan base couldn't wait for that guy to leave. Not me. No. Definitely not me. The other question <laughs> of the day is what you were saying. It is Friday the thirteenth. Yes. What is your the most horrific or bad luck thing to happen to the Saints mm-hmm. or, or make sure they win a game. You can comment at ESPN Radio NOLA over on Twitter or call in 800-998-1003. So most horrific or bad luck thing to happen. La- Larry and I came up with, with two, right, that I think most people would think of. He started with the NOLA no-call. He started with yeah. the NOLA no-call. But then I brought up Bounty Gate. I yeah, mean, that when, one's, when that, you that think of the, Bounty Gate, you literally had the unprecedented event of a coach suspended for the season. Well, a what about general when manager Bain got hurt on the sideline? That's bad luck. Yeah, you could say that's one of them. But the most, yeah, you're right. Blew out his knee, Tampa yeah. Bay. <laughs> had to go sit up in the press box. <laughs> it's not funny. It's not, <laughs> but yeah, look, there's a lot of things that have happened in this organization. Where you would have thought, as Buddy DeLiberto used to always say when I worked with him, um, that, you know, like there was just a constant black cloud over this franchise. I mean, it was Friday the 13th every year. I mean, I mean, you could literally probably do a top 10 Friday the 13th like moment, right? To me, Mike Ditka laying, you know, in the prone position on the Superdome turf following the winless Cleveland Browns throwing a Hail Mary at the end of the game and winning. And the front pylon headed towards what eventually would be the Smoothie King Center. Um, again, just the the quarterback trades that they. Oh my gosh! Just I, you could list just quarterbacks that they've had. The, the Billy Joes, the you know Warfel with the helmet backwards after a sack. I mean, just you could go on and on and on with just moments where you're like, did that did that really just happen? Did that really just happen? I mean, where your heart would just, you know, get ripped out of your soul, you know, from that. But I think Bounty Gate, dude, to me, is probably the most horrific, like, horror thing that could have happened because it took, and I think it robbed, to be honest with you, the Saints window. I think because it took a year or so to kind of get back into the swing of things and, and kind of do that. I just, it just robbed it. I mean, you had just won the Super Bowl, you know. What I mean, you, I mean, did you, the the timing and what had happened and what happened to have your your GM miss half the season, your head coach miss the entire season? Um, you don't think that robbed Drew Brees of a year? You know, it just man, and, and then you have to reset because you had to find a defensive coordinator again. It took him one or two after that, right, to get Dennis Allen back. It just. That, that to me, I think when you look at it, the most horrific thing that's ever happened to this franchise. Legitimately. I, to me, when it happened and the fact that that happened, the most horrific thing to me. Way over the Nola, Nola no call. That, that, that was just, that is horrific. That could be bad luck. <laughs> that could be cheating. No, I remember that, I remember waking up that morning and my mom and dad told me, did you see the news? Like yeah. no, I just woke up. Yeah, just and woke they up. Gave me, they get, they give me the paper. Yeah, and it says Bounty Gate on it. I'm just yeah. like, what the hell is this? Yes, yeah. And everywhere on ESPN, suspension here, suspension there, hurt in player. I'm like, yeah. what is going on? Yeah, I mean, to like, me, I, I was young enough. I started crying. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, dude, I'm telling you, it's. I mean, it. Your, your trajectory going upwards, right? Just you were a darling of the NFL. Rug right, rise right from under the day. There you go. That's it. What about the Pelicans? The most horrific uh, or bad luck thing that you can Jimmer, think with the Pelicans? When we were playing Jimmer Fredette and Luke Babbitt on the same at the same time, those days, those are and Jason Whitney. Really? Over those, those were some. Those about were the Dan some Dickow eighteen win season. 
Yeah, I mean, uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of Hornets slash Pelicans moments, but or uh, there's actually a lot of Pelicans moments. I don't know. I, ha- I had somebody pretty decent. Well, somebody text me the day that AD said, you know, uh, um, it's time to, you know, I'm done. And I and I've said this before. Actually, it's a blessing. It's an absolute blessing because, as I said it then, and I'll say it again now. When someone turns down two hundred and forty-two million dollars, at some point. That person that is willing to give that person that money has to say, you did what and why? Why would someone turn down 200 million of my dollars? And that's what happened with Gail Benson. And since I mean, then, I guess you could say yeah. for, for, for both the Saints and the Hornets last Pels when, uh, they were thinking about relocating. So when they were the OKC Hornets and they, they thought about maybe not bringing them back. And then also the Saints when, hey, should they just, Keep the Saints over, maybe some San Antonio. We'll chat with you again next hour, 145. Jordan Kleber. It's uh, hour one in the books, Sports Hangover. Lady Lucie Community Pharmacy staff are trained in finding the lowest cost available on your medication. Stop by with your prescriptions or medicine bottles and let one of us review your options with you. With two convenient locations to serve you, we're located in Rouse's Supermarket, Highway 3235 in La Rose, or at Lady of the Sea Medical Clinic in Cutoff. Our staff available Monday through Friday from 8.30 a.m. to 7 p.m. and Saturdays, 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. We treat you like family at Lady of the Sea. With no fees or minimums and no overdraft fees, banking with Capital One is the easiest decision in the history of decisions. Even easier than choosing Charles Barkley in a pickup game. We'll take Barkley. Ha! First pick! Sorry, kids! Yep, even easier than that. With no fees or minimums and no overdraft fees, is it even a decision? Okay, here's the plan. Pass me the ball every time. This is banking reimagined. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com slash bank for details. Capital One and a member FDIC. Do you think all premium fuels are the same? Well, your engine doesn't. Shell V Power Nitro Plus helps keep your engine running like new because it's engineered to defend against full main engine threats. Gunk, wear, corrosion, and friction. So next time, choose Shell's most advanced fuel ever. It's fuel for thought. 